Drew's not here today. <laughs> he has other work that he must do and earn his living. But he did send a link about something that ran across his newsfeed or something. I came across my Facebook. I don't do like the internet like everybody else evidently because I didn't see this until somebody sent it to me. But we figured it dovetails nicely with what <laughs> we talk about. And so if, uh, if everyone is listening is reading BuzzFeed News. Which I read it, it's fun. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I think the news is kind of, in this case, in quotes. Yeah. There was a uh, article title. Yeah. Yes. Students are sharing the differences between teachers in high school and college, and they are hilariously true. Hmm. I yes. will give you hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty funny, but yeah. Uh, yes. So this was posted on September 7th, just a few days ago, so... So I thought we might go through some of these and kind of break them down a little bit. I mean, they're obviously they're funny, right? Well, they are tweets. Let's put that in context. Yeah, they are tweets, and uh, and they are funny. Yes. And there is some truth behind them. Y- yes. But not everyone is like on the nose. Some of them, I think, are based on one person's one experience, this one time, and that has become sort of legend. Fair. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. 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 Do you so, want to dive right in? Do you have a favorite or do you want to just like... I don't know. There's only like how many of them. Um, only like a bajillion of these. Yeah, like. but they, some of them kind of say the same things. Sure. Um, but over and over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, shall we just yeah. start at the top and work our way Let's down? Let's do it. Okay. Would you like to read? Sure. So, uh, should I give credit to the tweeter? <laughs> I think so. Okay, so uh, at Connor Clay <laughs> says, high school teachers, and he has this in quotes, they won't have PowerPoints for you in college, exclamation point. And then he has an asterisk, every professor uses a PowerPoint presentation in every class. Um, so apparently high school teachers are like making students take notes, and that's probably awful and torturous. And I have, I have a student who you've probably had who she can look at the... At, the board and what I'm projecting because I do PowerPoint or a version thereof and she will write what is on there without looking at the paper and it weirds me out every time I notice it that hmm. she can write without looking at what she's writing. So she literally is copying down what you have on your slide? Or taking notes of what I'm saying sort of a thing. Yeah. So I use slides for every class every day. Pretty close for me, yeah. So this isn't like unac- or inaccurate, there's no, the word. This is pretty accurate, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure why high school, te- I mean, maybe the high school teachers, like I said, are trying to get students to learn how to take notes. While I think a lot of us do use PowerPoints or slides or whatever, we have a few colleagues, perhaps our philosophy professor, he just writes stuff on a chalkboard and lectures the whole time. I don't think he's used a PowerPoint, like, ever. Possibly not. So I, it just, it depends, yeah. right? And I think it's a lot of a generational thing. Yeah. I, so when I went to college, there were very few PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. It didn't, doesn't feel that long ago, but probably long ago. I graduated... In 98? High school in 98. You're coming so, on your 20 year. Yeah, okay, so that's a while ago. Yeah. Technology moves quickly. Uh, people had overhead... Projectors, yeah. Uh, yeah, projectors and like transparencies. <laughs> Which are like ancient technology right They now. were already feeling old when I, when I was going to college, and now it's like nobody uses them, as far as yeah. I know. 
And so one thing might be that when these high school teachers went to college, it was much less of a thing to have PowerPoint. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the other thing is that, as, as we have seen at, at our institution, you know, there is resources for high schools and middle schools to get technology, I'm, I'm assuming through like, you know, governmental or state monies, which are not mm-hmm. available to us. And so actually what happens is that colleges sometimes end up lagging behind what's available in a high school. Right. Because we have all this stuff we got to do and it's not like the college can go to the state and be like, will you pay us money to get more technology? And, you know, we're a private institution. They'll be like, no. (laughs) (sighs) Well, and just as a caveat, like, what's on my slides is usually the the baseline for what I'm saying. So that doesn't mean that you should not take notes or pay attention. It's not like, well, I'll just read that later. So the whole idea of, you know, you need to take notes, you need to pay attention, that underlying message is still very true. True. And so while I'm like, yeah, you can look at the slides to kind of see, like, the skeletal structure of what we talked about in class, that is not every word that came out of my mouth or out of your classmate's mouth. So you miss a ton if you're relying solely on just the slides. I mean, you're probably getting, what, 20% of the class? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I, if the point is that you need to pay attention and take notes, and I absolutely agree that... Um, you should do that. So, anyway, I don't know what the point is, but that's what I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, should I do the next one? Sure. Even though I think this this is, I will not do voices because I think that's probably just end up weird and disrespectful. Yeah, do that. Weird. So at H Becca twenty seventeen says high school teachers colon I'm Mrs Hardass and you will take me seriously. That's a voice. Well, it's <laughs> all caps. Okay, okay. College props. What up, I'm Josh, and class is canceled because I'm tired. Hmm. I think we've all known a Josh. Let's be yes, honest. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, and I think I was thinking about this earlier. Like my graduate program was large, and we had uh, more than a hundred sections of writing one hundred and one or one hundred and two, whatever you want to call it. And they were taught by graduate students. I mean, almost exclusively. Yes. Yes. And some graduate students are Joshes, who are like, yeah, whatever, and they. You know, and sometimes those people get taken out of the classroom, but not immediately. So has this situation happened? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened more than once. And I'm sure there are lazy people in every profession. Absolutely, Um, yeah. And I think I'm aware of at least one institution where I've been at where they had uh, an adjunct for a class. And just like there was this cry from the students who, who were in their class. And so they didn't get hired again because they were just, it was so bad. Like they were so checked out and not caring and stuff like that. So Josh here may be a graduate student. Maybe. Or in sciences would be maybe in your discussion section. Yeah. And Josh might roll in in, well, whatever graduate students wear these days. It would have been cargo shorts and a t-shirt when I went to graduate school. I think that's what all science nerds wear, but okay. Good. It's just... So in that's, English, it would be like, you know, skinny jeans and Converse, but that's fine. Sure, right. <laughs> maybe a crushed velvet blazer or something. Yeah, maybe. That dates it, I think. But anyway, like, as a graduate student, you don't stay there very long in science. You're moving on later, so you can be like a horrible teacher. And it's not going to really affect your career so much because you're moving into a research lab soon. Yeah. If they're an actual professor that's untenured, Josh ain't lasting very long. Right. So I have serious doubts that this is a tenure-track professor. Or Josh is a tenured professor, in which case, he's far too old at that point to be like, 
Sup, I'm Josh. Yeah. Because But it is possible because we yeah. all know a few like older, totally tenured hippie types. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, who who kind of so like for the most part though, I think there are a couple of demographics that might fit this profile, but it's not the majority. Right. And and most of those people who would fall into those demographics are not going to be in that position for very long. Right. And either because they're about ready to retire or because they'll be caught as being lazy and be out. But yeah. All right. So the next one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so at TJ King 1204, high school teacher, you can't know anything about my life. College professor, I have a drinking problem. Huh. <laughs> I think I'm more of a high school teacher on this tweet. I think I would be as well. Like, I draw a pretty strong... I mean, I'll talk about my son sometimes, and I might refer I'll to... talk about dogs. Yeah, yeah, or my cats, you know. But it's not like I'm delving into, like, personal stuff. Uh, if I have, a, if I have like, a, a, a fight with my wife, like, that is not coming to my classroom. Right. You know, if I have, like, beef with a colleague, that is not coming to my classroom. I think I share personal stuff in terms of, well, because I teach writing... And I often have to talk about my own experiences like mm-hmm. with writing, and they usually find it interesting that I don't always love writing or that I struggle with it. And so mm-hmm. I try in some ways to make myself relatable as a learner and as a writer, sure. but that's not mm-hmm. the same as saying I have a, a drinking, drinking problem. problem. Yeah, that's, that's different. Well, yeah, and I will share personal stuff you know, with students or a class as is sort of appropriate right. in order to, you know, get the teaching across, right. you know, and also to humanize myself. Well, if you're telling a story, you're like, well, my wife, it's not like you're supposed to be saying, so I'm married, but it just, you know, so they pick up little, little details as you go, which is very different than sort of um, treating your class as like a counseling session. Which is what that sounds like. Yeah, and I'm not saying again that that hasn't happened, but I think this person, like the Josh person, is probably going to be figured out and maybe they really do have a drinking problem and they need help but I think these are very few and far between. That usually leads to a leave of absence. It does. Or a non-renewal contract or something. Yeah, if you're non-tenured and you're like broadcasting to your students that you have a drinking problem, you are not long for that job. Even if you are tenured, that's one of the things like drinking like drugs and alcohol tend to be like, you know, little flags for tenured folk to get, you know. Right, that might start a ball rolling. Yeah. It might. Yeah. But I think your first thing for a tenured faculty would be, why don't you go away for a semester and work your stuff out? Yeah, and then you can come back. Maybe come back and we'll see how Maybe it goes. Maybe you going to take an extra sabbatical. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Uh-oh. Is this one me? Or is this yeah, me? but I think we should um, warn of explicit language. Well, I, I can maybe edit. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is at rash, J-A-C underscore. High school teacher, please excuse my language, but damn, I'm so tired today. Yeah, it's okay. We can read yeah, it. It's fine. I can't, not, I can't it's late read. in the afternoon. It's okay. Yeah. College professor, sorry that I'm not an effing dick. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, um, that can be, I think that's probably that, more true. That's more true, yeah. Um, and I think that that might be absolutely more true for you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I have never said the F word in my class ever. I have. I usually deploy it for important things. Mm. Well, and I tend not to say anything um, in the Just context. Like, mind your class. 
mime it. Yeah, you don't say anything in class. Well, I don't say anything like, well, all it says like mother cuss word. Like, that's a literal thing I say. Mother cuss word. Or God bless America when I get frustrated with technology or mm-hmm. something. Um, or, you know, cheese and rice. <laughs> something like that. Today I said sunny beaches. Um <laughs> But I think those are plays on words, so I think that's funny. Oh, yeah, sure, um, yeah. I'm sure they think it's not funny and it's kind of stupid, but I don't really care. And I will, like, I'm not afraid of curse words. Like, you know, we're talking about, like, women leadership or whatever, and we had talked about how women are seen as bitches, and so, like, I will say bitches, like, in that context, but I won't, you know, be like, whatever, bitches, do your homework. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. It might be, yeah. Although, I might think it. <laughs> you don't say that. Yeah. But I think... Yeah. I mean, so, like, one of the things is that, as we talked about, is, is my students are age of majority. They're uh-huh. adults now. And one of the things which I like about being a professor is that I can be a little bit more informal. I can be a little bit more myself. Yes, I have boundaries, but I can be myself and and speak the way, closer to the way I, I do to my friends. Right. right? Yeah, and, yeah, I um, don't like make it a habit of dropping an f bomb in class. Like it happens, it happens. You know, I mean, there have been times when like the class has been like super out of control. Yeah, and I and in reining them in and trying to show like the level of seriousness, like I've dropped an f bomb on that, and then like you I mean, will for a fact, and you don't do it regularly. Pretend. Right? Yeah. Right. If you do it all the time, then it loses all meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but. I think when I look at at least our faculty, you're the only person I can think of who might drop an F bomb. I think I probably am, yes. So I would not say that this is. We have an art teacher or art professor who might. Oh, yeah, he might. He might. Uh, he definitely does in conversation. I'm not sure. I've never been in one of his classes, but it I'm, wouldn't surprise me if yeah, he. I, it would fit for him. Right, and I do think there are certain types um, of people who may be able to get away with it a little more. And not to make everything about like sex, but yeah, women have a harder time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, yes. Which and is if I were to be like, F this and F that, I'm sure it would show up in my evaluations, whereas you probably... I don't think it's ever been mentioned. Exactly. I mean, we could do an experiment, and I can try it, and then we'll see what happens. But Why gonna, did you wait till you obtained I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on that. <laughs> Yeah, so the next one um, is at Emma Nicole X27. High school teacher, your professors won't tolerate you being on your phones. College professor, hey guys, tweet me. This is a little misleading in that... I think a lot of people use technology. Like, I have friends who uh, their students have to tweet for the class, and they have right. to hashtag the class like mm-hmm. code or whatever. Um, or, like, I had a Twitter assignment in a class when I was a grad student that I had to follow these editors and proofreaders and then make a post, like, three tweets a week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think there's a place for it. Yeah. I don't know what the context of this is. I mean, this, like, the, the high school ones, like, won't tolerate you being on your phones. I mean, and in, in what I think that means, like, I don't. I yeah, don't you tolerate mean, you being on your phone while class. I'm in class and you're disrespecting your peers and me. So you, you But there are times in class line. when I want to, like, I have a harder line. Yeah. Well, and then, like, we're talking about, like, Kahoot, like, they would need their phone in order to do, like, an interactive quiz kind of thing. Right. Um, and there are definitely times when that works, but I don't police their phones much. I mean, mostly I just care if it becomes a problem. 
Yeah, I've had to like look at a few people and be like, you know, you need to stop that, you know, give them that look. Um, or I'm like, hey, you need to pay attention. But for the most part, if they want to waste their time on their phone and not pay attention to me, then that's the loss of their money and their time. Yeah, mostly it's like if it's if they're not causing problems for other students, then whatever, you're paying your money and you're getting less Nothing. than your money's yeah. worth, so, you know, that's you're on you. You're paying your money to be on Facebook or whatever you do. Congratulations. Yeah. Probably Snapchat or whatever. I'm sure. There's just a lot of texting that happens, and I kind of notice it, and I'm like, well, whatever. If you think you can multitask, which is a lie, multitasking is really not a thing. Like, you can do multiple things at a time, but... But you're just switching between them. Right, and the the percentage that you're able to concentrate on any of those one things is exponentially smaller for each thing you add. Yeah. So you're it's doing a, like it's a bad... everything at 3%. Woo! Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know. I, that one's kind of, yes, somewhat true, but I think context matters. Right. So Bailey BKT, sorry, at Bailey BKT, says, high school teachers, you're going to have to work really hard in college. College teachers, you want to listen to some rap music? I'm going to go with that's also context. I Super context, I think, because yeah. in my class, we will not be listening to rap music. But in my class, we could because we could do uh, a, we could do a genre analysis. We could do a textual analysis. We could do a literary analysis on that. You could do it in women's studies and talk Absolutely. about the way women are portrayed and discussed in rap music by male rap artists and female rap artists. You could do it in a music class and talk about rhythm and beat and meter. And I right. mean, there's all kinds of academic things you can just like really dig into on rap music. But it's not like... Hey, y'all, let's just chill and listen to some rap music. Right, and I, I have played, like, um, like YouTube videos about grammar or even writing center stuff. Like, I'm like, oh, this is fun because it's a writing class, and it's it pertains. And usually at the end, like, the last minute and 30 seconds, whoop-de-doo, you know, as just a way to, like, hey, check this out. It's kind of fun. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this person is using it as an actual tool for teaching. Right. Not to just connect with the youth. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll play, like, Pandora's, like, um, film scores radio while we're peer reviewing just to have background noise. Sure, yeah. But I wouldn't call that, you know, like, listening to Pandora. Like, hey, guys, let's listen to Pandora. And not that rap music makes great background noise, but we don't know what was going on in that class. Right. Exactly. Oh, anyway. Um, ooh. <sighs> Okay, so at Dryden 40Bball, I'm not sure, a high school teacher, they won't offer any extra credit in college. College professor, how many extra credit questions am I up to? I don't know. What's, what are they? I mean, I'm guessing. Oh, they just added a whole bunch of extra credit questions. They keep going and adding extra credit questions, like, I guess, to quizzes and stuff or whatever. Or just in class or something, I guess. This is bad pedagogy. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, just throwing extra credit in there in order to sort of keep students engaged is bad pedagogy. I don't do extra credit. I don't either. I mean, I'm gonna break my rule and have one extra credit opportunity this semester mm -hmm. um, because I think it would be good for students to attend something, but it's not directly relatable to the class. And so if they wanna put in a little extra effort, I'll give them a little extra credit. But um, yeah, no, it I don't, I think it depends on teaching, to teaching styles. I know like one of our leadership professors has a lot of extra credit. Um, 
I guess it depends on how you have structured it into your class. Right. If you're, as this person is just like, I'm just willy-nilly adding extra credit in here, that is bad. Yeah. That is not good. If you're like, I'm going to plan for a number yeah. of things for extra credit and maybe like grade as a hard ass on these things yeah. or the extra credit. Like you, know, you really need extra credit as a buffer and those students who are interested. And it, it is pertinent to the class and the topics. I mean, that's... Yeah. It is, it's called extra credit, but like it really is filling a different kind of role. Yeah. You know, because usually when you say extra credit, it would mean something that's kind of like not related to anything else, but will get you more points. Right. And I don't like that stuff. And no. I don't even like the concept of extra credit. And students love to ask me about extra credit about week 12. That's too late. Well, they're like, is there any extra credit in this class? I'm like, no, the grade you have is probably what you're going to get. So buckle up. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't know. I think that depends on individual teachers. And again, like there are lazy people in every profession. And maybe this person, we don't know the context. I mean, maybe they do grade like a hard ass and they're trying to like help, you know, people pass the class. Or maybe they just think extra credit questions are funny and it doesn't matter. I don't know. Do you want to skip the next one? Yeah, because that one's kind of the same. This one's about writing. I should read this one. Okay. (laughs) So, at Roach Molly says, High school teacher, six-page minimum essay to prepare you for college, exclamation point. College professor, please don't write over two pages. I don't want to grade all of that. Manhattan, Kansas. Probably Kansas State right there. Yeah, it's K-State. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) She can go to Varsity Donuts. It's a fantastic place. I've never been to Manhattan, Kansas. If you go, you have to go to Varsity Donuts. But I will eat a donut. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Depends on the class, kind of. It does. Like, a writing class would probably never be able to say that. Although, I start writing, like, so the first essay, three to four pages. I'm going to tell them, please don't write more than six. Why? Because there's a limit. There's a range for a reason. You're supposed to hit this target. Mm -hmm. If I say prepare a resume and you send me in a 22-page resume, you have missed the point of the genre. Right. And so sometimes those page things are designed specifically to get you to focus in or Mm -hmm. to, like, hit the genre requirements. But if it's, like, you know, write a reflection about, like, a guest speaker, two pages, yeah, don't write more than that. Right. I don't need more than that to know that you got something out of the guest speaker. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, the the maximum for those are often to protect my time, but also to, like, keep the assignment manageable for students. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I give re- reflection papers in my 101s, and they are five. Mm-hmm. I, I figured I made the cap at, like, eight or something mm-hmm. like this. It's like, one is, like, I don't want to be reading a whole bunch of 10-page papers, I don't have the time for that. The cl- I have other things doing going on in my classes. Right. It's not structured for that, so I literally do not have the time to get through that. Yeah. The other thing is that if you can't describe what you need to do in five to eight, five to eight pages, then you... Probably doing the assignment wrong. Yeah, you, you, you need to condense, condense that down. That actually would be much more difficult if I say, you know work through all this, go through all this work to describe an, an, an experience and your emotional response and how that affected science and be like, all right, now give me, take all of that and condense it down to half a page. Yeah. That's, that's really difficult to do. Right. You know, that short, that level of short assignment is really, really difficult. Whereas if say, give it to me in a, in a page, you know, and you get two of these in two pages, that you should be able, they should be able to do. If they're short, they're not digging in enough. Mm-hmm. If they're long, they're not pruning it down enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Again, I don't know. Maybe they, I mean, I think I have said, you know, please don't write over 10 pages. I don't want to read that. 
Um, which is true. That is absolutely true. I don't want to read an assignment, a 10-page assignment that's supposed to be five. That is way too much work for me. And it doesn't get that person anything extra to just write. Because usually I'm like marking out entire pages be like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so it saves everybody time to try and stay within those page ranges. So sometimes when I would say I don't want to grade that, doesn't necessarily mean I'm having you write only two pages because I'm lazy. <laughs> then that might be part of it, but I'm also I've designed this assignment to be two pages long for a purpose. Yeah. Right. So yeah. whatever. I think we can skip the next one. Skip the next one. Yeah. Okay. So at Casey Hosler says, High school professors are ruthless and won't give any slack. College professor, yeah, I got shit to do, so classes cut thirty minutes early. And this goes back to the you're not long for this job. Or you are tenured and it just, they can't dislodge you. There are times, I mean, I can't think of a single circumstance, but um, if I'm like, well, I have an appointment that just came up that I cannot miss sure. or something like that, then I'll be like, I'm going to go and be there for half the class, and then I'm going to dismiss them because I have something to do. Right. That is, I, like it's I said, rare. I can't remem- remember yeah. a time. Right? Yeah, usually stuff is, is already scheduled in, and so I will simply schedule that class to not happen that day right. because I know it will be gone. But if something comes up, if I get to get a call from my wife, you know, like, you know, we, we, I need you back, yeah. you know, at this time, then I guess it's possible that I might say, I have to leave early so class is going to be gone for the second half. Well, but that's like people's lives. Like yeah. everybody has those things where something comes up and you're like, I literally must leave my job and do this thing yes. because it is that important. No, I mean, cause Not I because I've shit to do. <laughs> yeah. That... I mean, I don't know what shit is, right? I mean, I think one time this might be true. I was late because I had a rash on like my face and I could, the doctor was like, if you can come in tomorrow at eight and I'm like, okay, I can be there cause I don't have class until nine. But this doctor is notorious for making me wait in the waiting room for like forever. So I preemptively like emailed my class. I'm like, I am probably going to be late, but I had this opportunity to get this rash on my face, on my face looked at. So I had to take it. You gotta do that. Yeah. And I was late, but we still had the rest of class. It was fine. Yeah. It just makes it sound like this person's all like, I don't care about this class. And even though at an R1, your teaching is not as important as your research, mm-hmm. if you're non-tenured and you're being this blatant about form. it... Poor form. Yeah, it's unprofessional. It's, gonna, it's not going to help your, ten- your prospects for tenure. Well, and if this person is like a, a teaching assistant, like a grad student, they can maybe get away with this a few times or maybe even for a semester, but eventually the hammer's going to fall. Yeah. 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 Usually the students start to complain to the professor and the professor really does not want to get complaints about their TAs. Yeah, no. And as a graduate student, the, the professor, even not your advisor, but the professor you're TAing for can really make your life miserable. Well, it's a little different in the humanities because there's like a writing program director and of course they have to handle all of the stuff because they go to bat for the TAs, right? Um, but if you cause problems, they're not going to let you continue to teach and then you could lose your funding because there's no, I mean, you could maybe go to the writing center, you can maybe be a research assistant, maybe, but those are fewer, I mean. It's real, it's rare. Because we have a ton of like comp classes that need to be covered and not as many research assistantships. In fact, there were like four in a department of like 250 like grad students, so. Yeah, they're like, it's difficult to get one Yeah, yeah, so like, you're kind of like messing up your own gravy train. (laughs) Is that a thing? I don't even know. Probably. Okay. Which of these next two, I think you. Um, they're both about bribes and, (laughs) 
Well, I don't know. It kind of bribes an extra credit, which can be some of the same thing. Mm. Yeah. It's your turn. Is it was it my turn? Oh, I don't know. Don't. It's like probably my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'll do the, the first one. Okay. So, um, at Morgan Lex Corthell, or Moralex Corthell, I can't read. Her name is Morgan Corthell. Um, high school teacher, they won't be this easy on you in college. College professor, bring me Twizzlers and you get 30 extra credit points. Okay. I like a Twizzler, I won't lie, but I will never exchange anything, money or goods. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, like, besides the fact that this it's kind of 30 extra credit points, I'm assuming is a fair amount for uh, Maybe out of like 5,000 credit. Is, is like a pretty lame exchange. Unethical. Unethical. That could actually get you losing your job. It really could. For something really stupid. Yeah. You know, grades for candy. Like, really? That's what you're going to lose your job on is well, Twizzlers? And the next one's about milk duds. Even, I mean, that's low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I like chocolate. I like caramel. But I have crowns and fillings. Well, and I have to tell you that, like, um, if someone were to bring me a bag of Twizzlers and, like, be like, here, I got you these, I'd be like, ah. I have, I would feel really uncomfortable accepting them because I don't want to look like there's any sort of special favor for anything you could possibly give me or bring me. If something came to me after grades were in. At, well, so at the end of the semester, I right. will, I will take a few things or whatever, but, um. I don't like to take things I mean, in the middle of the semester. If at any all. of my students are listening and want to, at the end of the semester, give me a baguette and some nice soft cheese, I, mean, oh, I will yeah. eat the heck out of that. Let's do that. Let's have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I'm hungry. I didn't have lunch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so I think that's wrong. And I don't know who those people are, but they probably won't be in education for much longer. True. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so. Uh, at Alex Andre underscore Ugg, high school teacher, let's not get political. College teacher, hi. <clears throat> your homework is to read this essay, F. Donald Trump, written and published by me. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure how I feel about the written and published by me part, and, um, but you're <laughs> going to have to read things in college that are political and that you disagree with and that are uncomfortable to talk about, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think reading stuff that is going to be either pro or con for a certain politician or like liberal or conservative that's especially you doing political science yes like well, that's going to be like you're going to do that yeah. you're going to have to read things by people who you don't agree with and you're going to have to be able to discuss it logically and like civilly and not just jump straight to like talking points and flame wars like you can't do that in a class well, right, but, like, you can't avoid politics altogether. So, And I can see why high school teachers are like, well, let's not talk about that, because it's a way different environment. But here we have the opportunity to explore diverse ideas and disagree, but you still have civil conversation. Right. I mean, a high school teacher that, you know, pisses off a large section of their class because they bring something like this up, they are probably going to be in trouble with their administration and their life is going to be difficult mm -hmm. uh, at best and lose the job at worst. Uh, a professor who brings this up and they may anger portions of the class, but our consequences are much less, even as non-tenured faculty members, we, we can go to our boss and say, it came up in this context, it was yeah. a teaching moment, I expected them to be adults, 
It didn't work out. It didn't work out. You know, lesson learned. Right. I just framed that as a, I'm an adult speaking to adults. And I expected this to be a civil conversation and it didn't work out. Or maybe it even did work out. And then, and then we can talk about, you know, speaking up a class or coming to talk to me if something didn't work, you know, that sort of a thing. Uh, For a tenured professor, like, it's just kind of tough. Like, making your students mad doesn't really come into how to lose tenure. It's the written and published by me. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) That's the the super iffy part on this is that you're really bringing your own politics into there. And even at the times when politics have been brought up in my classes, which are not really applicable, but there's been times during, you know, the election cycle. Yeah, it was election year last year, so that was tough to avoid. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of raw emotion happening in my classroom. I was like, okay, we need to just sort of, like, address this really quick. Mm -hmm. But even in that case, like... I'm not discussing who I voted for, right? Because that's not important. You know, what's important is that my students be able to, to feel comfortable and at ease and safe, but and also that whatever it is that they're feeling, whether it's like happy or sad, mm-hmm. about this outcome is valid. Right. You know. So the next one kind of ties into that about like how high school teachers aren't allowed to give their full opinion. Um, but college teachers are pretty blunt about their opinion. And I think there are some people who are blunt. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are many of us, and I think you and I are in this category. I know my, my writing colleague and um, other people like within our little cohort definitely think that they try to avoid um, showing their opinions. I mean, we're open to discussing things, but I usually try to play like a mediator or I play devil's advocate for both sides. Um, I think it's probably pretty clear where I lie. Um, but I don't have to say it. Right. Yeah, and part of that is that I want my students to know that you know, while we're not necessarily peers per se, but mm-hmm. we are we are all adults in this room and we should be able to talk about and work through what we think without fear that I, as the authority figure, am only going to accept opinions that mirror my own. And right. so that's one of the reasons that I don't like Me throw too. this stuff out here is because if you can disagree with me on like everything and as long as you're willing to go with me on uh, physics and astronomy yeah. or, you know, writing in the Well, I think they can disagree like, with me on anything, but they have to have evidence to support their opinions. Right, yeah. And again, if you support it, that's fine. If it's a logical argument that's well-written, I might not agree with it, um, but I but, will yeah, I don't, it and grade it as a logical argument. Yeah, I don't grade on whether you agree with me. I grade on how you present your work. Like all, always, whether it be in a paper or whether it be in in math for a physics class, is like, do you get the right answer? Sure. Okay, that's three out of five. That's sixty percent. Do you show the work to get that answer? Now you're gonna get, you're getting a hundred percent because it's not about whether you get the answer I get. It's about what is how you get there. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. For my classes anyway, it's you do the work. I can see that you're putting the concepts together. You're setting up the math properly, but you make a mistake. You would still get full credit for that. Yeah. So, um, again, I think, so this is what I was talking about at the very beginning. I feel like these tweets are based on singular episodes. And I'm not sure, and I'm not trying to call any of these people out. Maybe they did absolutely experience this themselves firsthand. Sure. But I feel like a lot of the things that I hear from students are often like just, they kind of go through like this telephone chain. Your cousin knows a guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, my sister said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you know. Um, and so, sh- I'm sure, I know these people exist, but I don't think they are what you should expect. Right. I um, mean, you, you know, I'm pretty sure I've been teaching longer than your sister's been in, in college. 
I yeah. might have a better perspective on that. Maybe. Maybe. Well, and again, this happens. It absolutely happens because there wouldn't be these stories if it didn't. And we all know a Josh, so it's fine. Okay. Can we read this next one so you can respond to it? Uh, yeah, because the next two are the same yeah. for sure. High school teacher. Every single class will require you to use MLA in college. Buckle up. <laughs> college pro- professor. Use APA format or you fail. Sorry, this is by Kyle underscore Matthew. So. This is partially true. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, again. I mean, we've talked about citation style. We have. I mean, you and I have. I don't know if we've done it. I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah. On the podcast. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is, again, things that I hear from students. And also, like, when I'm grading their papers, it becomes pretty clear that they haven't used APA, but that they are fully indoctrinated with MLA through mm-hmm. high school. And that makes sense because their English teachers are teaching them a lot of this. And they might have had some experience with, like, Chicago for the history paper or whatever, but their primary writing is coming from their English teacher who's in the humanities, who therefore uses MLA, which is the humanities standard for citation. But if you're in the social sciences, like psychology, then APA is your standard. Yes, or if you're on the social science end of the humanities, like I am, APA is your standard. Oh, nice. Um, so I use APA in my own work, um, and I think it's important, as a, even someone who's in the humanities division at my current job, to expose students to more than one citation style because... There is more than one citation style. Right. And the point is not that everything is only ever done the one way. It's that you understand, ideally, I think, understand the reasoning behind how it yes. works and be able to cite appropriately yes. for given things. Because in physics, we generally cite with some variation of IEEE. Which is a version of APA, right? Is it built off APA? I don't know. It's a superscript number in square oh. brackets at the end no, of the no. sentence. No, that's some weird tree in Chicago something or other. I don't know. I don't know. It's IEEE. Yeah, maybe it's their It's own engineers. Thing. Yeah. It's IEEE's engineers. I've looked engineer. at it before, but I obviously didn't commit it to memory because I don't have to because there's a handbook that I can consult. Absolutely, yes. So this is what I try and tell my students. I'm not asking you to literally learn Greek and write in Greek in this one semester. Like, you still have to have the same stuff. Do you still need an author? Yeah. yeah. Do you still need a title? Yeah. yeah. How about a date? Yes. I mean, almost everything that goes into the citation is the same. Shows up somewhere. Somewhere. In the like bibliography the, or your the order is different, and right. how you capitalize things, or if you do quotes or italics, those things are different. But you still need the same stuff. Right. You still need to be able to point to whose paper or book or whatever you are pulling this information from so that your reader can then go check for themselves. If they're like, that sounds interesting, and I'm not really familiar with that, I'm going to go read that paper. Right. So I don't know where the breakdown happens there. Um, well, I think, first, I do think they feel a little cheated and lied to because they're like, wait, we're not doing MLA? Neither are you doing five-paragraph essay. Right, because things are different, right? And we're not doing literary analysis either. We're just yeah. not doing that. That's what you did in high school. If we did the same stuff you did in high school, what would you be learning here? Like, we have to push you. And so the first semester of writing, we do MLA because I think that's just nice. And MLA is the humanity standard, but I do think it's important that they get some rhetorical flexibility, which is one of my things. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that's true. Um, I think that if you are relying on MLA being the only citation style you're going to need for the rest of your life, you do need to buckle up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I, this is the last one. This is the last one. And I feel like it is... Uh... <laughs> end on a downer. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. 
Is this you or me? Uh, I think it's me. Okay. Uh, so at lilybug99 or at underscore lilybug99. High school teacher, life is full of opportunities. College professor, life is difficult, people are wrong. I think, that's I think they really got your, your <laughs> essence. <laughs> yeah, um, don't get me wrong. I do feel that life is full of opportunities, but at the same time, it's a struggle. I mean, it's I think there's easy. also like a, a, often for non-tenured faculty, you're in this six-year-ish period where life is not a given mm-hmm. and you're working really hard to prove that they'll keep you around. And so faculty members that are on their way to tenure tend to be super stressed. Yeah, and maybe a little jaded. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, personally I am, but I think that's also I mean, my partly attitude. because graduate students know only slightly more about what a professor does than undergraduates in my experience. Mhm. And so you walk onto the job and you're all like, "Okay, let's do this." And you're like, what this is? is I was, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Yeah, it, it's it's like when I see um, high school students that come in as pre-med. Some of them have parents who are doctors, so they know exactly what's involved. But some of them have just been watching Grey's Anatomy or something. And yeah. they're like, it's like so that is office romance get started. It's like that is not what this is going to be. Like that is like when I talked about what I thought a professor was going to be. Yeah. You know, tweed jacket, leather elbow patches. They're like. No, <laughs> that's not my job. A, you live in a too hot, the part of the country you live in is too hot. You can't wear tweed jackets right now. Or no, that's true. Maybe later in the fall. I could Maybe. If I wanted to. Global warming and all that. Well, there we go. We'll see. But, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, so it can be, those first years can be rough as you figure out what the job is, and then as you, like, get everything sort of wound up for that tenure push, you know, your your tenure professors tend to be pretty chill. Well, especially when that first year after tenure, I think you'd be like, whew, Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I, part of this to me kind of comes from like, I don't like to sugarcoat things. I mean, um, and that's just like, I'm like, I'm gonna try to shoot you straight. One, we're adults, right? I don't have to tell you that it's all gonna work out when I actually don't think it's gonna. I mean, those are conversations I have to have with students is like, they're like, what do I need to get an A in this class? It's like, like that's not mathematically possible. Yeah, one, that's not mathematically possible. Or two, it's mathematically possible, but here's where I think you're actually going to end up. Yeah, but let's be real. Yeah, let's be real. Like, that's, can don't, you, can, can you, you make do a this? 100% on the next two exams? No. No, no you unlikely. can't. Unlikely. Unlikely. Mathematically possible, yes, but let me tell you what you got to do. You got to stop everything else in your life except this class. Right. That's what you'd have to do. Well, and I don't know. I think there's this um, idea that you're going to, like, oh, life is, my students like to be like, oh, my gosh, this is, I'm just so tired and I'm so busy. And I'm like, it's not going to get any easier. you got to get the time management. That's, right. and that's like, what changes. So you either need to adjust <laughs> or, you know, figure out how to survive on two hours of sleep at night, which is not what I recommend. That's not okay. Um, but, that's... like, just to be like, oh, well, it'll, you know, it'll be okay or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not. This is this is the endurance race for the next four years, maybe more if you decide to go on. Buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I life know. is full of opportunities. But also life is difficult. And people are wrong. Those lying liars. <laughs> but, you know. I think... This is a, this is calling back to high school teachers, which show up 
I get two kinds of high school, high school teachers that show up in, in my students' reflection papers. One is like the really bad science teacher. Mm -hmm. The other is like this saint martyr of, of a teacher who's like staying after school until six to work with kids even though they have like a spouse and a kid, mm -hmm. which makes me kind of want to reach to the paper and throttle this person because it raises the expectations too high for human beings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for not robots. <laughs> yeah. you know. um, but, you know, there are like, high school teachers, like they want to see their students succeed. They like, want to build them up and push them out, you know, with hope because high school tends to be a really bleak time for a lot of people. I can see know? that. And I do. I respect that. I do. But um, and there are times when I'm like, well, you know, there are times when I think that positivity is the, the way to go. Like you're not going to tell a person who's having a really bad day that, you know, it's not going to work out. You should give up. <laughs> I mean... You're gonna, you gotta, you know, situationally figure out what. Read is the best. room. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I, I do feel like I have like a tough love, not sugar-coated sort of approach. To I feel this. it's, it is my responsibility to help them to see that. You know, mm -hmm. I have students who, who are like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do the homework. It's like it's not. Yeah. It's no skin off my nose if you didn't do the homework. Well, that's fine. I don't have to grade it, but you, you will get a zero. You know, it's like you need whatever you need to do to get up on top of these things, you need to get up on top of these things. This course is not going to slow down for you. Well, and I had students, like, I have a no late, I don't take late work. I do not take late work, especially, like, little homework stuff, because I do not have time to, like, grade a continuous, like, influx of, like, random tiny papers. Oh, well, I didn't actually have my topic picked out, so I didn't do that. Can I do it today? No. I got so many other things going on. And they're like, I, I can't do it later today. I'm like, no, let's do it class time. Oh, what should I do? I'm like, well, be prepared for the grade book to look like you're failing the class because you have two grades in the in the grade book right now, and one is going to be a zero. So, I don't know. I think you can. So overall, like, I don't. I was this fun to read? Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Yeah. The is comments it? also cover a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, I didn't. As comments, I like read some of the comments. As comments go, they are pretty civil. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So do people agree that this happens, or are they pushing back? I mean, there's some agree, there's some pushback, there's some high school teachers and some college professors in there. One of them said, I had a professor who if, yeah, the final was to buy his album and show that you had downloaded it, and then you get an A on that. And so somebody else was like, that's just the same as professors who tell you to buy their textbook. And like, I was like, no, that is not. That is not the same. No. Buying buying my album because that's going to monetarily help me and push my ratings up on iTunes is not the same as I wrote this book. And by the way, students, professors don't write books because they want to make money. Oh, no. They barely make any, if at all. Yeah. They write the book because no other books are doing what they think is best for their students to learn. If you're lucky, then your professor wrote a book which has become the standard. So everybody else has also agreed. So good for you. You're actually learning from somebody who's a luminary in the field and they've written the book that everybody uses. Yeah. Or they're just, you know, a professor who's written a book because all the other stuff wasn't good enough for what they wanted to do. Right. But that's a lot of work. I'm never doing that. Oh, I've thought about it, but that's as far as I got. Yeah, Thank you sound you. exhausted just yeah. thinking about oh. thinking about it. <laughs> well, and so I had talked to somebody else because I'm also I was look, working on like a high school training manual for writing centers, and I had talked to somebody, and I was like, well, blah blah blah, and she was basically like, unless you need this for tenure, she's like, I would consider self-publishing, 
um, because she's like, unless you need it for tenure. And she was like, I, her book is a well-known book in writing center studies. There's only two books about high school writing centers and she's one of them. She said, I got one check for $50. That's it. And I'm like, what the heck? Because, like, she's well-known. Everyone knows her name on listservs. Like I said, one of two books about high school writing centers, $50. It's not a small publisher. It's Bedford St. Martin's. That's a big publisher. It's a big publisher. So I'm like, 50 bucks. Woo. Woo. Yeah, that's not a lot of compensation. Yeah, living like a rock star. So, yeah, people, and I'm sure textbooks, it's not a textbook exactly. I'm sure textbooks might make um, a little more money, but they essentially broke even for printing the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, not the same. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there are differences between high school teachers and college professors, but um, some of these are... uh, I don't want to say they're inaccurate, because I'm sure they're true someplace. Yeah. They are... Well, hopefully not common. I hope not. They're outliers. They should be outliers. I hope I hope they're outliers. Well, but again, there's always a Josh. There's always a Josh. I hate Josh. Damn it, Josh. (laughs) Get it together, dude. You'd be like, what up? I'm Josh. I'm fine with that. Class is canceled because I'm tired. Was it because I'm tired? I'm tired or I got shit to do. It was tired, I think, for Josh. Yeah. Josh needs to find a new job. I mean, there are times. Don't get me wrong. There are times I'm super tired. There's times when I've been, like, sicker than I thought I was. Right. And there are times that I'm like, you know what? This is not a super productive way to spend our class period. And I will sometimes cut things short if it's just, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in it today. You know, let me just record something at home on Screencastify, and I'll send it to you later whenever I've got a chance to yeah. get my... I mean, there, it's good to know when to fish or cut bait. Yeah. But generally speaking, I think our... Our class times are scheduled and planned yeah. enough that that's yes. really rare. I w- I don't I can't think of a time I've done it. <laughs> Even I mean, though I, you just said that, I but. feel like that it has happened. You know what I mean? Like um, probably as a graduate student before you sort of mm-hmm. found your feet, maybe. Definitely not since I've been here. Because again, trying to prove yourself, it takes up a ton of time, and you're like, well, I can't really do that. The only times I have ever like canceled classes while I've been here is when uh, my wife and son were deathly ill with like strep throat, or I think it was, mm. or norovirus or something like that, <laughs> uh, or when I was like literally exhausted from sitting down. It was like this is not going to go well. I think that mostly covers it think so um so don't believe everything you hear it may be super funny or tweet go ahead like read it it's great send it share it whatever yeah you know get those clicks but take notes and learn apa (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you would like to send a question or a topic to me you can reach me on twitter i'm at dr highland d-o-c-t-o-r-h-y-l-a-n-d if you want a little longer sort of a question then you can reach me on email at I'm at peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right. All right. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.